Well, praise the Lord and welcome to the Romans teaching today. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson and I'm excited to be sharing God's Word with you. We're taking it verse by verse and today we're in chapter 4. Uh, this is part 2 of chapter 4. There are actually 23 sessions in chapter 1. There are 11 sessions in chapter 2 and we had 16 sessions in chapter 3. And again, today is part 2 of chapter 4. And I tell you what, we just uh, are seeing some amazing things. I don't really like to say learning uh, because at this point, I don't believe really comes the learning. Uh, when we go to church and we sit before pastors or teachers or wherever we are, we, we are literally at that point as right now, we will hear the Word of God. Uh, the learning process comes when we are willing to accept it, allow the Holy Spirit through our faith in the sacrifice of Christ to begin to work these truths into uh, outward fruit through our lives. And, and we, we subject ourselves to the Word of God and more than he's a good teacher, he's a good preacher, she's a good whatever, but we actually receive the words and we allow Hebrews chapter 5, our senses to be exercised, our lives to become uh, the fruit of the living Word of God, the, the very character of Christ, the, the, the fruit of faith, the fruit of the cross, the fruit of the Spirit in our lives. So the learning process, we, we come and we hear and we come and we're equipped, but the learning process, and, and I know some people say this is just a, uh, a wordy thing, and, and maybe you could call it uh, the, the very beginning of your learning. Without the teaching and the hearing, there couldn't be any learning, and I understand that. But the actual hands-on, on-the-job training, experience of living Christianity is when we allow the Holy Spirit to apply to our lives what we have been hearing. And so I understand the other, but the experience of living Christianity is when we subject ourselves not just to anything, not just to a finally a breakdown and going to church, but when we begin to hear the Word of God and allow the Spirit of God to work the truths into our lives through a, a, a true faith in the sacrifice of Christ that now can bring forth the fruit of obedience to God's Word. You know, just to hear a message and shout amen, glory to God, thank you, Jesus, and go back your way and nothing changes, there's no learning in that. The learning, the fruit of our learning is that we're now walking out, walking in the truth of God's Word. Amen. Some people have been Christians 60 years and there's been very little, if any, change from the time they were born again. They just kind of moved into a certain group and began to fellowship with a certain group of people in, in the community, you know, and, and now, now they're all kind of like each other after years, but there's really been no inner change, no inner experience. And, and the only time they even really uh, try to draw close to God is when there's a, a major breakdown in crisis. I want you to know... Jesus taught us to take up our cross daily so that we can experience the benefits 
of His cross daily. So with that being said, grab your Bibles, your pens, your paper, and let's get ready to learn. And uh, let me say this before we dig in today, that all the things that uh, I teach and the messages, all the things we do here at Crossway Church in Queen City, Texas, can be found uploaded to um, my YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson. 316. So avail yourself to all that we do here, and I promise you, if you're a student of the Word, and you should be if you're a child of God, you will be blessed if it's the Word of God and the truth of God's Word that you're really after. You're going to be blessed by these teachings uh, that we do here because, uh, you know, the Lord, He's not just teaching His Bible in all different avenues. There's one avenue that he teaches in, and that's the avenue of righteousness. Proverbs 8 and 8, God says, All the words of my mouth are in righteousness. And righteousness only comes through grace, and grace only comes through the cross. And that's daily, not just a one-time deal, and now you just get grace. No, that's a daily cross so that we can have daily grace, so that we can daily understand the righteousness of God's Word and bring forth the fruits of His righteousness daily. Praise God. So, in the last session, in chapter 4, verse 1 through 4, we noticed four major words in the first, uh, really, verses 2, 3, and 4. There were four major words, and I want to bring this out and, and hope that and pray that you and I would get this Uh, If not for the first initial time, uh, it would be more strengthened in our hearts. Watch this, and I'll just read verses 1 through 4, and watch these words as they are recognized. Watch this by you and me. What shall we say then, that Abraham our father, as pertaining to the flesh, has found? What's he perceived? What's he obtained according to his flesh? The answer to that is nothing. Verse 2, because if Abraham were justified, write it down, number one, the word justified, by works, he has that to glory in, but not before God. Think about that. Verse 3, for what does the scripture, scripture say? Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him for, third word coming, righteousness. Verse 4, now to him that works is the reward not reckoned of grace, fourth word, grace, but of debt. Now I want to point these things out again, these words. Verse 2, the word justified. Verse 3, two of the words, scripture and righteousness. And verse 4, grace. Now I want to tie these again before we move on into the next few verses today. And that is without the scripture, you and I, cannot know the way of grace, God's grace that brings a status of being just before Him, justified, and righteous before Him. So when you talk about the Scripture and justification and righteousness and grace, all four of those things are all tied up in one thing, the cross of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ and what he did at Calvary. Without the second part, without his sacrifice, he is absolutely nothing to not one human being. 
Do you understand that? There are many people today who are bashing the message of the cross, but those of you that live in America, I want to remind you that in, even in our political realm right now, there's a move to get cons uh, of conservative Americans to cling and hold on to what made us America. Well, I want to tell you, I believe, and I know it's a fact, that the only reason this is happening, and there's even a move of God in that realm, to, to, to help our country from totally being destroyed is because the message of the cross, the, the message that what makes Christians what they are, why we're even here, you can call it the conservative message of Christianity is the message of the cross. It is, it is, there is a group of Christians all over the world today, small in number, but it don't take big numbers to have a move of God to affect the entire planet. Amen. All it takes is you in your community. So don't worry about big numbers. Don't worry about the big church on each side of you there that's got five, eight hundred, fifteen thousand people in it. If they're not preaching this message of the cross, God's not able to work there. And he's only looking for those where he can work in. He don't need big numbers. He don't need big money, praise God. And so the church is clinging to that, coming back to that place of their first love, the message of the cross, that place where God showed us how much he loved us. We believed it through faith in the sacrifice of Christ. And what did he do? He shed that first love into our hearts abroad. By the faith of Jesus Christ, giving us the measure of faith, and that faith works by love, Galatians 5, 6. So because there's a move of the Spirit of God in the church to bring the church back to its proper place, faith in the cross, the gospel, the truth of the word, then it expands out and even the nation is being affected. That's the well, I mean, the devil is is man, he is in a rampage, he is in a tyrant. He, he, he is going nuts today trying to cling to the spirit of murder that he's held over this nation for years. And he, he sees uh, where Christianity, what Christianity is doing in this nation. He sees what the message of the cross, the only message that crushed his head and took his power of death away, can do. So that's why you're seeing the, all the crazy things really come out of the, uh, the hiding places to try to, 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 try to hang on to the, the, to, to the spirit of death for it to continue to rule and, and all these flaked out evil seducing things that are wow. Man, we had no idea all these things were going on to the degree they are, but that's just the devil coming out trying to, trying to uh, keep everything intact, but he's losing ground every day. I don't care how many people are being seduced and turning away from the truth. I do care. You know what I mean. I don't care how many people are be waxing coal from love because iniquity is abounding. There will still be a few, and it doesn't take but a few that have the Spirit of God at work in them to change an entire country. I'm telling you, God don't need millions. God will use a few. God always gets it down to the few He can use. And that few for Him will be those clinging to that sacrificial work of Christ. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That's good news. Everything's tied to Calvary. Every scripture is tied to the cross. 
You understand that? I hope you do. I'm learning that myself right now. And it's such a wonderful thing. It's the wonderful truths of God. Because they all point to the one who said he is the truth, Jesus. I wonder sometimes, does the church really want to hear any more about Jesus? It's his knowledge and His grace that we're supposed to be growing in. Not some of this grace and that grace, the knowledge and the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the knowledge and grace we're supposed to be growing in. Hallelujah. Are you tired of hearing about that good old glorious gospel? Are you tired of hearing about Jesus and you just want to hear how to be rich and get your money in order and how to have this and how to have that? And Listen to me today. I hope you'll find that excitement and that joy for Jesus Jesus again. Praise God. Watch this now. Verse 5, chapter 4 of Romans. But to him that works not, but believes on him that justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. Now here we see something very important. This needs to be highlighted in your Bible. Most of Christianity does not understand. I promise you, go take your pencil and paper, go out on the uh, streets and find Christians and ask them, what is it that justified? What kind of faith justified? How did God impute righteousness to Abraham? And the ones that know a little will tell you because Abraham believed God. But they won't have a clue. I guarantee it. They won't know what he believed about God that got that enabled God to impute righteousness unto him because until the Lord was able to bring me back to the truth I didn't understand the focus of the Bible. I didn't understand. I thought just Abraham believed God was and that Abraham just believed God or whatever. But no, here the Apostle Paul under the unction and leading of the Holy Spirit who is only one giving us the Word of God begins to take a turn and to focus in on the very object of faith. The very object that God and only object that God has given man that he will honor to be able to move upon when he sees faith in this exclusive object that God has given man, that being the sacrifice of Christ, being the avenue of justifying the ungodly. Think about that. The Bible here, uh, just if you will, it hones in on, it bears down on the very focus of what Abraham believed about God that allowed God to impute righteousness unto him. Let's look at it again, verse 5, Romans 4. But to him that works not, if you're working for it, you can't have it. Because we learned in, in, in chapter 3, let's look back in verse 24 of chapter 3, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that's in Jesus Christ. That means if you're having to work for it, you still don't have it yet. Listen, in the book of Galatians chapter 5 teaches us that if we, if we go back under a state of doing things, Law, deeds, works to try to prove now that we're saved because we're doing a work. Galatians teaches us something very important. 
that we move away from the grace we once, once experienced. We move away from the flow of grace. And the book of Galatians is the, is the perfect picture that we need to see today that God won't just keep performing a work in us. Galatians proves that very point. Unless we maintain our faith in what justifies the ungodly, not only for the status of being righteous and just before God, but to be able to walk on the path of the just. Hallelujah. The path of righteousness. That our works are now justified before God because they're His works. They're His works. You see, when you get to heaven, my friend, you're not going to have plaques and trophies and medallions hanging up in your mansion that are about you. Anything that we're given, treasures, rewards, crowns, are all going to be only the things that by faith we subjected ourselves and allowed Christ by His Spirit to work in and through us. Because our faith was in the cross. When we move our faith from the cross, even if we're deceived and we don't think we have and we're trusting now in the purpose driven and the words we speak and, 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 and we are, listen to me preacher, you are if you're being controlled by big money givers and you won't preach the truth because if you do, you'll lose their money or you'll lose your status with them and them. It's not status and money we're after, my friends. It's souls and it's the church being equipped with the only truth that can bring the true unity of God and that's the unity of the faith of Jesus Christ. Outside of that, we're just hirelings. Outside of that, we're just living for the next paycheck. We're living for the... The, the status with men and not the status that God has given us through the cross and the, and, and the experience daily through that same faith of the Son of God that loved us and gave Himself for us that can bring forth the fruits of His righteousness, the fruits of His working in us and through us. Amen, Brother Curtis, or help me, Lord. Watch this. But to him that works not, but believes on him that justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. Notice verse 5, very important, because there's hundreds of thousands of preachers, if not a few million all over the world today, telling people that they've got to do something to be saved. Do, you, have to, you have to do this work. It, it's a deed. It's a work. And, and, and that is a God owes me if I do. That's the mentality. No, no. You can't take it and bend it any other way. Verse 5 in Romans 4 says, If you work for it, you can't have it. But he that works not but believes on him, believes on him, believes on him, not believes and works to get it, believes on him. Abraham didn't even uh, receive the seal and the sign of circumcision until after he had been considered, imputed the righteousness of God to him. I want you to know that today. It's the same way with new covenant believers. We don't get saved when we are water baptized. That's a sign of a testimony of obedience because now we can be obedient. And so many people, that's why you need to share these teachings. You don't need to be ashamed to share these teachings. You need to share them. Your co-workers, your friends, your relatives, they need to hear these things. 
if somebody's being taught, and they are by the millions in our own nation, that you have to do something. Yes, it's the cross, but you have to do something. Then, listen, if they do believe in the sacrifice of Christ, and they are born again because that is all it takes, my friend, but then men come along and teach them you're not really saved unless you also do this because they did get saved, but now they're being lied to. The, 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 the lightest of that, the, the least worst thing, is that now they're under law. But if they move their faith completely from the cross and begin to believe they're not even saved unless they're water baptized, unless they do a work, then they lose it all. There's only one place you can work your way into, and that's a place of being just before men or into hell. But into heaven and in a right status with God, we can't work our way into that. We just believe our way into that status. Amen. That's Bible, my friend. And when we try to, uh, when we allow men to come in with their words of wisdom to twist it, yeah, you, yeah, but if you really did get saved, then you really will. And yes, if you are born again, you have a desire now to live for God. But it doesn't mean you can't commit a sin or even live in sin again. And those that teach uh, that what I just said is wrong, then, then, then they're in big trouble. Because they sin all the time. They sin all the time. Can I say to you today, and I can prove it in the Word, that if one's faith is not in the cross alone, that is a sin in and of itself. So when I'm placing my faith in something other, because I really don't believe Jesus paid it all, finished it all, and all I have to do is believe, then that I'm sinning against God. Think about that. You know, Jesus said, when the Holy Spirit comes, and you can read this in the book of John, chapters 14 through 16, he talks a lot, taught us about the Holy Spirit. When he comes, he's, going to own it. he's not going to speak of himself. He's going to speak that which he hears, and he's going, to, he's going to give you that which is of mine. Jesus said he's going to give us that which is of his. We have nothing unless it was Jesus' first. Jesus lived and died by grace through faith. Hebrews 2.9 tells us He tasted death for all men by the grace of God. And to live by grace is always through faith. Jesus lived by grace through faith and Jesus died by grace through faith. He had faith in what God was doing in his life. What God had commanded, his Father had commanded him to come and do. John 10, 17 and 18. To die, to lay his life down for the sheep. Think about that. That's pretty powerful. And Galatians 2 and 20 tells you and me as children of God that the life we live right now, today, whether it's day one of my born again experience, my salvation, or it's my 40th year into this salvation. The life I live right now in this flesh body, I live by the faith of the Son of God, here it comes, who loved me and gave himself for me. That means the faith that took him to the cross. 
If that's not the faith I'm living by, I'm not living. I'm just existing and surviving and I'm in religion and you can be as serious about your so-called Christian religion as a Muslim is, as a Mormon is, as a Jehovah's Witness is. You can be as sincere as you, as you could possibly be and be sincerely wrong about your Christian religion. But true Christianity is not a religion. It is a relationship with Jesus through simple, exclusive faith in the sacrifice of Christ, not doing. Yes, there is lots of doing, but it plays no part in your justification before God. It plays no part in your sanctification before God. Nothing. Why? Because, listen to me carefully, it's not your works. You say, well, it is my works. No, it is my faith. No, it is, it is my... No, remember, Jesus said, when the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, the Comforter comes, He's not going to speak of Himself. He's going to speak that which He hears. <coughs> Excuse me, He's going to speak that which is of mine. He's going to give you, impart unto you, show you that which is of mine. Everything we have was first Jesus's. Jesus, not Adam in the garden, but the last Adam, Jesus Christ, was the one who received commandment of the Father way before Adam received a command that he's free to eat of all the trees in the garden, Genesis chapter 2, but don't eat off the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. In the day you eat of that tree, you shall surely die. The first time God spoke to Adam, he showed up as commander-in-chief and commanded him to be that he was free, first of all, to eat of all the trees in the garden, but not to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, because in the day he eats of that tree, he shall surely die. Before that command to Adam, the first Adam, God had already commanded the second Adam before the foundation of the world, because that's when the Lamb was slain, Revelation 13, 8. Jesus had already received commandment of the Father to go and lay his life down for the sheep. And he did that by grace through faith. So any grace, any faith, any obedience that we have, it is his grace, his faith, his obedience, the Holy Spirit. He is, can only speak of that. He can only speak through that. Because through that, faith in that cross alone where Jesus came and followed out and was obedient unto death, the death on the cross, do we have obedience imparted to us? Do we have righteousness? Do we have faith? Do we have grace? Without the object of our faith being even after 60, 70 years as a Christian, if it's not the, the, the faith in the cross, then the Holy Spirit can't, he can't give us what He needs to because we're not hearing Him teach us what he's trying to teach us. He only speaks of Christ. He only points to Christ and his work because through that comes the faith I need today. Now faith is. Hallelujah. Yes. I, the only reason we were given the status of obedience by God, Romans 6, 17, and 18, is because our faith was placed in that one who obeyed even unto death. It wasn't all the obedient acts before Jesus came uh, to the cross and died obediently. 
It was that obedient act unto death because, listen, we weren't immersed into Christ while he was working miracles. Romans 6, 3 says, don't you know? That as many of us have been baptized into Christ, have been baptized into His death, not a water tank in some church building. We were immersed into His death. We had to be uh, 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 baptized, immersed into the death of Jesus for their faith in Him got us immersed into Him. You were placed into Christ 2,000 years ago in the plan of God. Amen. And that's where, because Paul would say in Galatians 2.20, I'm crucified with him. Hallelujah. And if I was crucified with him, died with him, I was buried with him. And if I was buried with him, when he came out of the grave, guess who came out with him? We came out with him to live in him and through him. Hallelujah. By the power of his spirit. But Jesus first was obedient. Jesus first was faithful. Jesus first lived by the grace of God and it's only that obedience, that grace, that faith, that, that is what the Holy Spirit will offer you. So people who try to work for it, they can't be looking to Calvary because Calvary is a free offering of love from God to humanity. It's free. If I have to work for it, I can't accept it. You know why? You know, well, I can, I can do a little bit and accept the... It's not free anymore if I have to work for it. That's what Paul means. But to him that works not, but believes on him that justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. That means if I believe I have to work for it, that's a faith God won't recognize. I hope you're getting that from the Scriptures today, my friend. And there are preachers that can twist God's Word. They have an anointing. <coughs> that Satan is behind because he can't stand true faith because true faith, faith in the cross, the very act of Christ that crushed his head took the power of death away from him, Hebrews 2.14, is the faith Peter wrote about that we can resist him steadfastly in and watch him depart, watch him move away. We need this. We need to know this. Don't you wish you would have known this years ago? Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's read this again. But to him that works not, but believes on him that justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. Now let me say this. We're, we're out of time, but I'm going to say this before I close. It's your faith that got you saved is important because that's the initial status you received. That's the place God imputed your status of righteousness to you. You're in Christ. He's at the right hand of the Father and you are righteous, holy, just, and incomplete in Him there. But here right now, the Lord is expecting you and I through experience to present the fruits of His righteousness. He restores my soul and he leads me in the path of righteousness. Psalms 23 and 3 and Proverbs 4 and 18 says the path of the just shines more until that perfect day. So if what you're living in, what you're growing in is not shining brighter, the path of the just, the path of 
what justified us. The message of the cross, the gospel, the truth, all tied together is not shining brighter from the Word of God that is a lamp and a light to your feet and your path. Hallelujah. Then you're on the wrong path. You've took an exit that really wasn't an, an exit. It was an illusion. There's no exit ramps in this race we're on, my friend. There's only one way to get out of it. It's to go back and quit or it's to cross that finish line. And if you'll keep your faith in the cross, not trying to work for it, but just believe in Christ. And once you believed in Christ, you've already got it. Now just take that banner, that blood-stained banner and run across that finish line and you're going to make it. Glory to God. Don't be deceived by men. Beguiled by men. Allowing men to steal your crown. The Bible warns us of those three things by letting them tell us, yeah, but you got to work for it. No, Jesus worked for it and it was a perfect work and here it comes. It was a finished work. Glory to God. God bless you. I love you. Excited about teaching this great word and until next time, stay determined to know nothing but Christ and Him crucified.